0: Stay tuned for a message from Jay Ellison here on Becoming Love Radio. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the links on becomingloveradio.com. Imagine what the world would look like if we actually took Jesus serious about His last words before He left. He said in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Go into all the world and make disciples. We believe one person can change the world by making a lifetime commitment to make disciples who will commit to making disciples. If you'd like more information about the Discipleship Covenant, go to danboheinministries.com and click on the Discipleship button on the homepage. And let's change the world together, one person at a time. Let's tune in now for a message from Jay Jellison, here on becomingloveradio.com. And so praise the
1: Lord. It's so exciting to uh, to be able to just be in the Word again, to experience the truth of God's Word. and and recognize that the Spirit of God is is working in and and through our lives as we uh, simply set aside time uh, to just rest in His Word, to allow His Spirit to quicken the words on the the page. And so I just want to share this morning, I I felt like the Lord had laid on my heart over these last few years um, a greater revelation of what it looks like to walk in the full rescue of God. And, and it's been a little over seven years ago now that I was awakened and, um, every day, every, every, every month, every year, I learn more and more what this calling is all about. I, I honestly still am. uh, And I say this wherever we go, but I'm the reality is I'm still pretty wet behind the ears on what this looks like, but I'm learning and I desire to learn, um, so much more. I want to be used uh, in an effective way uh, to release the message of the gospel. I really want to see people's lives transformed. Jesus said in his own words, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory. And, and I, re- I really believe uh, the Father wants us to recognize, recognize the presence, the glory, his fellowship, which is so near and so close to us moment by moment. And so <clears throat> once again, as I shared, I want to share this morning on, the full rescue of God. What this really looks like, Paul was, uh, was pretty strong with his words, and I'm just going to start, if I could, this morning in, in Romans 1, uh, verse 16. We're all familiar with this, this passage of Scripture. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I love this word salvation. We're, We're all pretty familiar with this word. In the Greek, it's the word sotiri, and it really means to be rescued. It simply means to be rescued, to be, to be brought out of a place of danger, out of a place of, of decay, out of a place of, of death. Jesus said the wages of sin, and he spoke these through Paul, but he says the wages of sin is death. And the reality is we are in a spiritual death until we experience this soteria, this salvation. And Paul is saying, I'm not going to be among those In the end, I'll not be among those who find themselves ashamed for what I've believed and lived in, because I recognize it really is—it is the dunamis, the might, the energy, the marvelous work of God to release the salvation or the rescue of Almighty God for humanity. And what I love about this word, this word is is this word, Soteri—it's it's it's infused with 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 not just one meaning, but two. It, it's, not just, it's not just the rescue of God that brings us out of a place of danger, out of a place of brokenness, out of a place of decay and disease and death, but it's a place that God brings us into His safety, a place of God's safekeeping. And I, I'm learning more and more as I journey with Jesus that I really believe that Jesus is so zealous to keep us in that place. Of safety, that place of care, that uh, reality whereby He is preserving us blameless until the day that He comes to take us to be with Him forever. <clears throat> Praise His name. I'm thankful for this because the reality is this rescue, is, is it, it looks like this. It's I, I have been saved. I've made a decision. I've agreed with Jesus. Come on, where's faith come from? What did Paul say? F- faith comes from the reality of being able to hear the Spirit, the, the, the anointed one, his teaching, his words. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. And when we hear and faith is in birth and we are made alive because we agree with this rescue, we have been saved now, many of us could write down a date that says, well, this is the day when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. He forgave me of my sins. And, and praise the Lord, I think we need to record that. I think we ought to be aware of that. But the reality is, Jesus is just as zealous to keep us in a place of safety as He was to forgive us of our sins. And so, so I want to I recognize this moment by moment. He has saved me, but He's saving me. Right now, He's working... By the power of his spirit, through his word, to preserve me blameless. He's keeping me in a place of safety. Yes, he rescued me. He's rescuing me. And he will rescue me. I shall be saved. I will be with him forever. Praise his glorious name. And so I want to submit this morning that this rescue that that Jesus has come to deliver is a rescue that is ongoing. I, I want to I believe in my heart because of the word that I'm, I'm going to share with you this morning. I believe that this rescue, this salvation, is a continuous rescue. This word soteria could also mean deliverance. It's, it's a word whereby God has delivered us from danger. He's delivered us from sin. He's delivered us from sickness and disease. He's delivered us from emotional bondage and bondage in our mind that we've agreed with the enemy, the lies of the enemy. He's delivered us from these things. He is a delivering God that continues to release his deliverance. And so I believe this, that, that this work of Christ is a work that is a continuous work in our life every single day. And so the reality is we can't just come to Jesus one time and anticipate that now we're, 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 we're good to go. We, heaven is our home someday, Jesus wants to walk with us intimately, moment by moment. As we learn to yield to that fellowship, that that continuous communion with Jesus by the Holy Spirit, the reality is Jesus wants to teach us to come to a place where we simply submit ourselves to Him so that, you guys remember when when Jesus, he said these words on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I recognize this, this desire of the bridegroom, Christ Jesus, his desires that we would live intentionally, day by day, moment by moment, with an awareness that we need his ongoing rescue in our lives. James said, Jesus' half-brother spoke these words. He He says, God, he resists the proud, but he gives greater grace. He gives greater grace to the humble. And the reality of this relationship with Jesus, living in this rescue, is a reality whereby we live submitted, surrendered, and hungry for the ongoing rescue, the ongoing release of God's supernatural grace in our life moment by moment to release the deliverance that we need. I'm always drawn, when I think of the word uh, waiting on the Lord or, or uh, this reality of waiting for Jesus to deliver us, I'm always drawn to, to Psalm 37, this reality where he says that I waited, waited, or I waited patiently on the Lord and he heard my cry. Uh, psalm 40, uh, another incredible psalm regarding what it looks like to, to wait for the Lord to release his rescue. And so I just want to submit this morning that this rescue, <clears throat> it is ongoing. It is ongoing. And I, I, want to, I want to move to verse 17. He says, let's go look at this in verse 17 of Romans 1. For in it, in what? In this soteria, in this rescue, the righteousness of God is revealed. And I love this. Look what he says. From faith to faith. Many of us have heard Dan preach on living in the two, this reality of, of living from a moment of in-birth truth, where we agree with what the Word of God says, uh, living into that reality of what that looks like, and then all of a sudden, another in-birthing of faith, and what it looks like to live in the midst of, of waiting from one moment of faith to the next moment of faith. I want to submit that it's, it's a continuous faith. I'm going to read it again. For in it... The salvation, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. But the righteous man shall live, and that's continuous, present tense, live by faith, by an inbirthing of truth. Go to another scripture with me, if you would, in, in, in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. I want you to see this. I want you to see this this morning. Look at this. It's just a simple little verse, but it's packed with so much power. He says, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's powerful, powerful promise from God. That if we would simply call upon his name, he would save us. And that word saved is another, uh, another, it's a a different Greek word. It's not the word soteria, it's the word sozo. And what he's saying in this reality is, is very much the same as what he said in Romans 1.16 in the word soteria. He's telling us, once again, that he will rescue us out of a place of danger and bring us and keep us into a place of preserving, blameless, until the day that he returns. And so the reality of what he's telling us this morning in his word is that we must, number one, submit submit, surrender to this covenant relationship whereby we would receive this ongoing rescue of God. It's not a once and done deal. It's not, I've, I've, I've paid the price. I've, I've, I've prayed the prayer and it's over with, but it's a continuous walk with almighty God. And, and I know as we've traveled the nation and we meet with so many people across this beautiful land and And the truth, brothers and sisters, is that with all the different people that we meet with uh, in church after church after church, and the reality is many of them have been in the church for years, some 50 years, some 60 years that we meet with. And there are some that we meet with that have just come into the, the body of Christ. But it never fails across the board with those that we meet with in their in their stuckness if you will in their brokenness in in their bondage most of them don't have a clue of the revelation of the ongoing rescue of Jesus most of them don't have a clue most of them don't have a clue or an understanding of why Jesus really came and so this morning i want us to go back if we could just for a few moments to this incredible messianic prophet the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, 5. And many of us are familiar with this verse, this selection of Scripture. But what I've recognized as we've traveled the nation, especially since, since Judy and I have, have ventured out <clears throat> under the Dan High Ministry heading still, but since January of 2019, the Lord has really touched my heart Regarding proclaiming the full rescue. That we need to recognize in the body of Christ what this full rescue is. We, we need to walk in it because, because until we experience the full rescue ourselves by revelation of the Holy Spirit, we don't have the ability to give away that full rescue. Now I want you to get that. Jesus said in Matthew 10.8, He said, He said, Freely you have received freely give freely you have received freely give we we don't have the ability to have an awareness of the kingdom of God we cannot discern the kingdom of God by our senses it's all by revelation of God's Holy Spirit with the word it's a collaboration if you will of, of spirit and word or word And spirit. And so I want we really have to get this today. We really, we really need to recognize what Jesus came to do when he came to lay his life down on our behalf. So I want to read in Isaiah 53, verse 5. He says, But he, Jesus, was pierced through for our transgressions. That word transgressions. I have it written out in my Bible. It's the word sins. It's, It's what we've committed, the sins that we've committed. Uh, against God, against humanity. It's David, David said in, in Psalm 51, against you, God only have I sinned. So once again, Isaiah prophesied that this rescue that Jesus would release in the earth, in our hearts would be a rescue, uh, a, if you will, a four pronged approach. And here it is again, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He came to forgive us of our sins. Number two, he was crushed. He was crushed for our iniquities. Our, the, the word iniquities, that's, that, is, that is our nature. That, that resembles our nature, who we are before we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll be right
0: back after this. Hi, this is Terry Wright with Becoming Love Radio, and I want to thank you for tuning in. At becomingloveradio.com, you'll see a prayer button and you can record your voice with your prayer request and it'll be sent directly to our studios to where we will then share it with our broadcast listening audience. Imagine at any given time, someone listening somewhere else in the world can hear your prayer request and be able to go right then to the throne room of God to join with you and agree with you in prayer. Here at Becoming Love Radio, we are thankful that you have taken the time to tune in. And it is our hope and our desire that you not only hear the voices of our pastors and evangelists who are preaching and teaching on here, but you hear the voice of God speaking to you in just the way that you need it. God bless you. Now let's get back to our message.
1: In Romans 5, I believe it's Romans 5.12 12. Paul says that sin, this curse of sin entered in through one man and has now become a part of every single person who's ever been born on the face of the earth since Adam and Eve. And Jesus came to literally change who we are. Now, I love this, and I'm going to explain this in a few moments. I want to slip across the page over here um, to verse 10, because... Because this, for me, this is a, a moment in verse 10 that reveals the heart of the Father regarding why Jesus came and how important it was for Jesus to fulfill Father's purpose. See, Father... His desire is that you and I would be reconciled back to himself. We could have this right relationship with him that would allow us not only to have a right relationship with our father, but a right relationship with our, with our fellow brethren, all those around us. Every single person we come in contact with, as much, is, uh, as, as much as we can, as much is up to us, the reality is those who have a new nature have the ability to live in peace with all men as much as it is up to us. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus spoke. Well, he would have to make that a possibility because until our nature becomes new, you and I have not been born into a world of peacemakers. We've been born as men and women prior to our second birth uh, in the kingdom of God. We've been born as people who are selfish, who want things our way. Who have an opinion and want everyone to know about it. So this is so important. Look what it says here in verse 10. He says, but the Lord or Yahweh, Father God, was pleased to crush him, Jesus. Putting him to grief. It was the Father who crushed Jesus. Why? So that you and I could have new Nature. Why does that matter? Well, Paul spoke under this same anointing, under the Holy Spirit. And he spoke in 2 Corinthians 5.17, and he said these words. He said, any man who is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation, he's a new creature. He says, the old is all gone, and behold, all things are new. Well, that word, all, So important for us to recognize because Jesus came to lay his life down. Jesus was crushed. We see here that Isaiah prophesied in verse 5. Jesus himself was crushed for our iniquities so that we could become new. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. A little over seven years ago. It was seven years ago this last May. And right now we're in July. I believe July 3rd today. And so seven years ago, um, and a little more, in May of 2012, the Holy Spirit called my name. He called my name in the nighttime. I, it was the most beautiful experience. And i had been hiding from him. I didn't want anything to do with him. That's the reality of it. But as I look back, I recognize there was such a sweet invitation when he called my name at night. And Many of you have heard me tell my testimony as we travel the nation. and So I'm not gonna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna rehash that right now. But I want you to recognize when Jesus called my name in the night, and I, did, I didn't know it at that moment, but when he called my name in the night, as I look back, I recognize that he called my name and there was nothing attached to my name when he said it that, that had always been attached to my name whenever I'd heard it my whole life. Come on. All of my brokenness, all my failures, all my mistakes, all my sin, all the rejection, all the hurt, all the loneliness, all the obscenities, all the perversion, all the agreement with lies, the curses that have been spoken over me by people, you'll never be enough, you'll never <clears throat> you'll never be able to do anything well. You'll you'll always be lazy. All those all those things were 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 what was used to define who I was but when Jesus called my name in my bedroom one night and awakened me when he called my name none of that seemed to be attached to what he was speaking over my life it was as though he was prophesying over me the ability to walk in a new nature <laughs> it just blows my mind when i think about it a new nature a nature like I'd never known before, but a nature that resembled my father who had a great desire to crush his son so that I could be reconciled by that work back to a place of right relationship with my father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Let's keep going. Look at he says. he says the chastening or the punishment for our well-being, that's our peace, fell upon Jesus. He came so that you and I could experience emotional well-being. That word peace, that word shalom. I'll I'll never forget our our pastor uh, for the first four and a half years that we walked with Jesus spoke on this word peace and shalom uh, more than, really, as far as my perception, more than any other thing. And the reality was, as I've studied this word shalom, it's the most, I've heard scholars say this, it's the most pregnant word. Uh, In the word of God. It's it's such a pregnant word. It it means so many things. It it, it could mean coming into an alignment. With God's predetermined creative plan and order. Calling every part of our being. Into a place of order. It it, it could mean. A deep seated contentedness. A deep deep rest. Paul said he was content. Whether he had much. Or whether he had little. How would that happen? It's because he was experiencing an ongoing release by the Holy Spirit of the full rescue of God. And no matter what was coming against Paul, Paul had this ability to recognize by the grace of God, because of his surrender, submission, and humility, he continued to receive this ongoing ongoing rescue that kept Paul at a place of rest and peace. Jesus is offering that to us every single day. This word peace, I'll never forget being out in, in uh, <clears throat> California with my wife Judy and, and Craig Rintz, We were traveling across California heading from north, um, heading over uh, to Barstow, California uh, uh, to, to get on I-40 to head west back to our hometown, Topeka, Kansas. And... Craig, Craig asked if we would stop, um, and, and I can't remember the name of the town right now, but he asked if we would stop. He says, I, my, "My wife, Connie's stepfather-in-law is her uh, stepfather, excuse me is in, in a nursing home, and he's in hospice care, and, and uh, they've called the family in, and they're believing he's going to pass soon. And I wondered if, if it would be OK, Jay, if we would stop and, and pray for him and the family before he passes. He was a retired missionary. I believe at the time he was 97 years of age. Had an incredible life, incredible story, following Jesus. And, and so we go into this this um, uh, nursing home. Once again, hospice had been called in. It looked pretty bleak. And we stood there and, and <clears throat> this brother still had the ability to communicate. He, he still was trying to share, still trying to talk amongst pain and, and sickness and disease. And we were about ready to leave, and Craig says, Jay, I wish you would pray. And I didn't, I didn't know what to pray. <clears throat> I know the Word says in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, when we don't know how to pray, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, He makes intercession. And groanings not, that cannot be uttered. And I remember I, <clears throat> I knelt down and I prayed for a just in my spirit for a few moments before I recognized what Father wanted me to release. And all I could hear was peace. Father wanted me to speak peace over this man who seemingly was about to pass from this life into eternity with Jesus where he'd live forever. And I just simply laid my hand on him and I prayed for peace in the name of Jesus. And really in my conscious awareness, my thought was I was praying for peace, for a peaceful transition from this life to the next. But that isn't what happened. The moment I prayed peace over this brother's life, um, there was was a, a reviving that took place in his body. There was an alignment that took place with God's predetermined creative order. And all of a sudden this this guy was touched by the hand of God. And all, I, I hope I never forget. Uh, I remember Craig uh, receiving calls, you know, a couple days later, and then a few days later, and then a month later, and then a year later. And it didn't take long. Uh, just a few days after we were there and prayed, and we released peace, this, the most pregnant word in the Hebrew language. We released shalom into this brother's life, and Jesus began to restore him. They took him out of hospice care, and he began to live on his own again. It didn't take too long. They took him out of of where he was there at that time with with an assisted living. They took him out of assisted living, and it wasn't too long after that before he was living by his own, uh, being healthy, taking care of his own. And he's living right now. uh, I, I believe it's been a year, year and a half. He's living well, healthy, following Jesus today. And there was a release of God's rescue of this word peace. So this is huge. I just wanted to share that that with you. The reality of this peace is huge. Jesus came so that we could be delivered. Finally, we have this last line in, in verse five. He says, and by his scourgings, his deep stripes, you and I are healed, healed, healed emotionally, healed physically. See, this rescue that Isaiah prophesied Jesus would release is a rescue when proclaimed and received in totality has the ability to transform every part of who we are, spirit, soul, and body. I want to move over to Isaiah 61 just for a moment once again. I want us to look at what what Isaiah prophesied by the unction of Holy Spirit, what it would look like for Jesus to walk in the anointing of Almighty God and to release His rescue on the earth. Look what it says here. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, to the broken. He's sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, the year of jubilee, to captives and freedom to prisoners. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. So they will be called the oaks of righteousness. His desire is that we would receive by the anointing of God and the words of, of the living voice, the ability, once again, to be captured, rescued, delivered, out of a place of danger, and decay, and brokenness, and loneliness, and despair, and hopelessness, to be brought into a place of God's safekeeping, His safety. Come on, He gives us a clue. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, planted in Christ, firmly rooted. I don't know about you, but I know my life before Jesus was, was not a pretty sight. It was filled with brokenness. It was filled with affliction. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was filled with bondage. It was filled with lies, deceit, mourning, sadness, gloom. But the moment, the moment this full rescue began to have its way in my life, everything, everything began to change.
0: Stay tuned. More on the way here at Becoming Love Radio. We believe in the power of prayer and we believe in the power of intercession. So we're asking you to prayerfully consider standing in the gap and interceding for Dan Bohai Ministries Association. If you feel called to be an intercessor for Dan Bohai Ministries, go to danbohaiministries.com forward slash intercessor and sign up today. Hey, this is Terry Wright with Becoming Love Radio, and you're listening to the voice of the Worldwide Awakening Movement at becomingloveradio.com.
1: But the moment, the moment this full rescue begin to have its way in my life. Everything, everything begin to change. Everything changed. And to this day, it's only been, like I said, a little over seven years, but to this day, living in submission to the rescue of Jesus continues to allow Almighty God by His Holy Spirit to release an ongoing deliverance in my life. I tell people uh, over the last couple of months, I've been trying to share this with people. I want, I want people to recognize when people meet with Judy and I for deliverance sessions, or you happen to be in a service where we're proclaiming uh, deliverance, corporate deliverance for all that are gathered. Listen, there, there's no part in my life any longer of jealousy that would rise up that would say okay, you're going to experience all the freedom you can experience in this one service and you'll never have an opportunity to experience greater freedom. It doesn't bother me a bit when you come to our meetings and you experience a place of freedom in your life and you celebrate, we celebrate with you and then you happen to go to another meeting of someone else that's proclaiming and you find even more freedom and deliverance. I love that. Because I believe, once again, this rescue is ongoing in our life. It's ongoing. Some some plants, some water, come on, some cultivate, some harvest. We're working together to release this full rescue of God in and on the earth. Now, I want to look at just something, for, if I could, for a few moments. Matthew 17, check this out, Matthew 17, Isaiah prophesied, as I said, we read in in Isaiah fifty three five, that this rescue would come, and it would be Jesus that who that that uh, would release it. Um, I, and I want to uh, I want to I want to share with you Matthew. Excuse me, Matthew eight. Matthew eight. I want to I want to share that this scripture was fulfilled. We can recognize that it was Jesus that actually carried uh, this this rescue and rescued on the earth and continues to rescue. So look at, look at this if you would. Let's start in verse 14, Matthew 8, verse 14. He says, when Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and she waited, she served him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and he cast out the spirits, I love this, with a word, and look what he did, and he healed all who were ill. Now, look what look what Matthew writes. He says, "This, what? What's this?" Verse 14 to 16. Jesus laying hands on people, seeing them healed, Jesus commanding demons to leave. Come on, that's deliverance and Jesus releasing healing. All who were ill. Look at this. This what Jesus was doing was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy I want to submit this rescue is still what Jesus is releasing into the earth today. Come on, we want to go deep into the scriptures. We, we, want, we want somebody to come and preach the deep word of God, the deep things of God. But the reality is most of us are, are at this point still not living in this the simple truth of the full rescue of God. See, I really believe this. I I don't train people really in healing and deliverance. I don't even like to teach method, although I feel led to begin modeling what it looks like publicly when Judy and I do deliverance sessions. And here's the reason why I don't like to teach method. Because I believe what Jesus spoke in Matthew Matthew 10, verse 8, once again, freely you have received, freely give. If we are actually walking in the rescue of God, and that rescue really is the rescue of God, not just walking in forgiveness, come on, that would be the first step. Jesus came, he he was pierced through for our transgressions, our sins, but come on, he was crushed For our iniquity. So we'd have a new nature. So now we're forgiven. Now we've got a new nature. But He also came that we might have peace. He came that we might be delivered and walk in that freedom by His grace. And yet He also came so we might experience healing, emotional as well as physical. See, if we're walking in the full rescue of God, we won't be able to help ourselves, but to release that full rescue to anyone that we come across. Anyone that we come across. I receive calls, not every week, but almost every week, and sometimes multiple times throughout the week, from people across the nation who have heard about the testimony of Jesus that's alive in our life. And people will call, and they're broken, and they're desperate, and they're hungry for Jesus to touch them. And I never know when they call. If they're a believer, maybe they need to get saved. Come on. Maybe they need to be forgiven to get into the kingdom. Maybe that's where we got to start. Or, or maybe they've been, they've, been, they've been forgiven for years, but they've never experienced receiving a new nature. So maybe their call today is going to be one whereby I need to proclaim to them this incredible rescue of God so that they can experience what it looks like to have a heart made pure. Jesus said, once again on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are the pure in heart. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Or maybe they're calling today because yes, they've, they've, they've been forgiven for years and they've prayed for Jesus to make their heart pure and yet there is a, there's agreement with lies that have kept them in, in bondage. Maybe today on the call, they need delivered. Or, or maybe they're going to call today and they've been walking with Jesus for years. They're trusting him for a sanctifying power to be released into their heart every single day. And they're walking in freedom, but they have an issue physically and they need to be seen. If, if we're walking in the full rescue of Jesus and we're living in the revelation of the full rescue of Jesus, then we'll have the ability to release whatever's needed when people call on the phone or when people come and meet with us face to face. And I don't, I don't have to worry about what to release because it's all inside of me. He, it's him. How did Jesus do what he did? How did Jesus release the full rescue? Well, we recognize in Acts 2.22, it was Father, Abba, Yahweh God, who was working through Jesus by the anointing of the Holy Spirit to release signs and wonders on the earth. That same desire that Father had to work through Jesus is now working through us. And that same Holy Spirit releases that same rescue to bring forgiveness, cleansing, deliverance, and healing. I would love to move away from this type of teaching, but the reality is we can't because we don't have this yet. We're not all walking in this revelation, and I'm referring to the body of Christ some of us have been forgiven. And yet we're not at rest. We're striving. Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, spoke, excuse me, the word. Jesus, before he became flesh, spoke by the Holy Spirit and spoke through uh, the psalmist and said, Cease striving and know that I am God. Jesus spoke in Matthew 11, 28 through 32. He says, Come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus has come that we might experience this beautiful rest. And yet there are many still in the body of Christ who are walking in forgiveness and yet have not come to a place where they've answered this invitation of Jesus to allow Him to purify, sanctify their hearts, to bring them into that beautiful place of rest where we strive no longer righteousness is simply a gift from God. We confess it. We believe it in our heart. We can confess it with our mouth. We see it lived out. Come on, Jesus said, good trees produce good fruit. Or maybe, maybe we're at a place where our hearts are sanctified, but there's some things that happened to us in the past, and we just haven't been able to move past it. It's kept us in a place of bondage well i want to submit to you i want to submit that if if you're aware by the revelation of the holy spirit and the word that jesus came so that you could experience the full rescue i want to submit to you that right now you could surrender those things to jesus and you could trust the word and the spirit to release a deliverance in your life and in your heart that would set you so gloriously free or maybe you're listening to this word and you've experienced forgiveness, your heart's been cleansed, you you're once again you're you're walking in deliverance and freedom, but your body or your emotions need to be healed. Well, I got good news. The good news is Jesus came to heal the sick. He came to take away that word took, he says in verse 17, Matthew 8:17. He says Jesus Took by his own volition, Jesus reached out. Remember, remember what Jesus said in, in in John. He says, "I don't do anything by my own initiative. Everything I do, I do as I hear the Father speak, or I see the Father do, and therefore I just simply do what, out of obedience, what He's asked me to do." Jesus reached out by His own hand, His own volition, and He took into Himself. Our diseases. He took our griefs. He took our sorrows. He carried them away. Praise his name. Now, check this out. We're almost done. Check this out. I want you to, I want you to recognize uh, Isaiah 61. And most of you are familiar with this, I understand. But go to Luke 4 with me. We're going we're gonna to recognize uh, today that, that Isaiah 53.5 was fulfilled Matthew said it. We just read it in Matthew eight seventeen, But Isaiah 61 was fulfilled and continues to be fulfilled um, by the Spirit of God through those who are anointed by that Spirit. But Jesus says this. Look at this. I want to I start in verse 14. It's a, and this is after Jesus had just returned from his 40 days of being led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He was... He was filled with the Spirit at his baptism. He was led by the Spirit into this 40-day wilderness experience whereby the Word was tested. In verse 14, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And the news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to a town called Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom... He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and he found the place where it was written. In verse 18, look at what he says. Jesus reads aloud. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to the destitute, to the needy, to the lowly, to the afflicted. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Those both physically blind and or spiritually blind. To set free those who are oppressed, those who have been shattered by life circumstances and the hand of the enemy. He says to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then Jesus, he just closes the book He gives it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all were speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And they were saying, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, No doubt you will quote this proverb to me. Physician... Heal yourself for whatever we heard was done in Capernaum. Do here in your hometown as well. And he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. But I say to you in truth, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the skies were shut up for three years and six months, when a great famine came over the land. And yet Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet. None of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things. And they got up and drove him out of the city and led him to the brow of a hill on which their city had been built in order to throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. See, the reality is of what Jesus was proclaiming. When Jesus stood up with authority and proclaimed, I am the one that's been anointed of God. I'm that one, the son of man who has come to take this sin away from the world.
0: Come on. More from Jay Ellison in just a moment. We'll be right back. Jesus told us to go into all the world, and that's just what we're doing at the Dan Bohai Ministries Association. Your support is necessary as we build God's kingdom worldwide. And when you partner with DBMA, you're helping us plant churches, ministering to those in need, and making a difference in the lives of others, not just for the here and now, but for eternity. You can contribute safely, securely, and confidentially online by going to danbohaiministries.com forward slash partner with any amount, monthly, or a one-time contribution. And if you're already partnering with us, we say thank you, and we pray for you often. So if you feel the Lord is calling you to be part of the Worldwide Awakening, go to com forward slash partner and sign up today. You're listening to Becoming Love Radio, the voice of the Worldwide Awakening Movement. It's radio for your greatest life
1: Jesus, the anointed one. His own brothers, his own family didn't recognize who he was. But Jesus was this one, and he declares it right here. He's the one that was anointed. He's the one that was anointed. Come on. He said in John 14, and we'll finish with this. If we're walking in the full rescue of God, I want to submit to you that Jesus didn't need to be forgiven. He never sinned, tempted in every way that we are but but never sinned. Jesus didn't need to be cleansed. He he came not born of Adam's seed but born of the Holy Spirit through Virgin Mary. Come on. This is so beautiful. Jesus didn't need to be forgiven. He didn't need to be cleansed. Jesus didn't need to experience come on dem- emotional deliverance from From pain and suffering that he had experienced, he he didn't need physical healing in his own body or emotional healing. Jesus came as one who was pure, spotless lamb. But he came, he came, anointed of God's Holy Spirit, to release this rescue, to make a way so that you and I could then one day not only be partakers of this rescue but we could become dispensaries of this full rescue because of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John fourteen twelve, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who believes in me will do the same works. What are the works? Well, it's, it's, it's the works that Isaiah prophesied that the Holy Spirit, by the anointing of God, would release through the man Christ Jesus. Jesus' life is actually a model. It's an example for you and I to follow. He says, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I do and even greater. Why? Verse 13, because I go to my Father and anything you ask, anything you wish regarding releasing this rescue will be done for you. So I really believe, I really believe this full rescue of God is what he's calling the church back to. It's what he's calling us to. He's calling us to a place of being able to live in the full rescue, experiencing moment by moment what it means to be forgiven, what it means to be cleansed, what it means to be delivered, and what it means to walk in healing. Jesus is releasing this still today. This is still the rescue of God. This is the good news. And Jesus wants us to experience this good news and the power of this rescue in an ongoing fashion. Once again, this rescue is not a once and done. This rescue is an ongoing rescue, deliverance, safekeeping, safeguarding. The deep work of God that allows us not only to experience God's salvation, but to be used of Almighty God to release this rescue into those that we work with, celebrate with, worship with, raise in our own families. And so I'm going to pray for us. Father, I, I thank you for this full rescue. I desire to live into this rescue. And Lord, I believe we all do. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to penetrate our hearts, that you would... You would give us by revelation what it looks like to live in this full rescue. What it looks like to live daily forgiven, daily cleansed, daily delivered, and walking daily in divine health that comes by your Holy Spirit and believing in the Word. And so Lord, we ask that you have your way. That you would deep, do a deep work, Lord, across the nation, across the lands that you would raise up sons and daughters that are full participants in your full rescue, releasing this rescue, every opportunity that you give us. We honor you and we bless you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.
0: If you like any of the music or messages you're hearing here on Becoming Love Radio, they're available for purchase. You can order CDs by mail or download MP3s online. Just look for the store link on becomingloveradio.com. Looking for a fresh new perspective from God's Word? Check out the Bible reading plans at danbohaiministries.com. Thanks for tuning in to Becoming Love Radio. Be sure to check out all of our resources and more at becomingloveradio.com.